Today on the Political Theory of Everything, I will be giving you your daily dose of news for today's date, Monday, November 15th, which includes 4.4 million Americans quitting their jobs, then from CNN, an article about Steve Bannon, and then we move on from there to another bathroom topic in schools, but this time it's from Austin, Texas. After that, we move to Austria and their new lockdown, and at the end uh, for the news, we will talk about the tensions rising in the Biden administration between the president and the vice president, and to finish off, we have a fun video of AOC saying she was shocked by vegetables coming out of the ground, yet she pushes a Green New Deal. Shouldn't that be common for her? All in today's news. To start off our news today, as mentioned, we have an article from The Blaze. Uh, this one is titled, Record 4.4 Million Americans Quit Their Jobs as Great Resignation Shows No Signs of Stopping. So, the Great Resignation is what they're calling it, and it is a widespread movement by American workers to quit their jobs during the COVID-19 pandemic. This continues to handicap the United States' economic recovery, and a, a record number of Americans quit their jobs in September, causing job openings to remain at a near all-time high. A record high of 4.4 4. 4 million U.S. workers quit their jobs in September alone, according to the Labor Department's Job Openings and Labor Turnover, or JOLTS. This follows the previous high of 4.3 million in August, and the quits rate, or the percent of workers who left their jobs, rose to 3%, which is also a record. CNBC reported, quote, so far roughly 34.4 million people have quit their jobs this year with more than 24 million doing so since April. By comparison, 36.3 million people quit their job in all of 2020, end quote. The number of job openings stayed on pace with recent months at 10.4 million, not far off from the all-time high of 10.9 million in July. Uh, job openings increased in healthcare and social assistance, state and local government, excluding education, wholesale trade, and information. In September, there were seven unemployed workers for every 10 job openings, which is a record low. Um, basically, the article continues talking about a bit more, but what seems to be the main push for this is uh, the fact that a lot of people are able to go on into unemployment and get paid more there than they would at an actual job. And then also the vaccine mandates that are coming out causing many, many people to quit, which is where you see those job openings in healthcare and those government, um, local and gov state government levels. Um, just the vaccine mandates, the welfare that you can get, like I said, you don't work and you get paid as much as you would for working, uh, or even more. And so a lot of people don't have any incentive to go back to work as they would be making less money uh, going back. But moving on from there, we have an article from CNN. This one's titled, Trump ally Steve Bannon surrenders after his indictment on two counts of contempt of Congress. So Steve Bannon, who was a former advisor of President Donald Trump, turned himself in to the FBI Monday morning after being indicted on criminal contempt charges for refusing to cooperate with the House Committee investigating January 6th. Uh, Bannon arrived at the FBI Washington field office in a black SUV shortly before 9.40 a.m. He was met by a swarm of media and was defiant when addressing TV cameras outside the building, saying, quote, we're taking down the Biden regime, end quote. 
Bannon, who is 67, was charged last week with one count related to his refusal to appear for a deposition and another related to his refusal to produce documents to the House Committee investigating January 6. Each count carries a minimum of 30 days and a maximum of one year in jail, the Department of Justice said. He is expected to appear in court Monday afternoon. The case has been referred to District Judge Carl Nichols, who was appointed by President Donald Trump. Moments before turning himself in Monday, Dan Bannon went live on social media and told his supporters to quote unquote stay focused. Uh, quote, I don't want anybody to take their eye off the ball from what we do every day, okay? Uh, end quote. Uh, Bannon said that to a camera for his online show uh, called War Room. Um, in October, the House January 6th uh, committee subpoenaed documents and testimony from Bannon, but his attorney, Robert Costello, said he would not be cooperating with the investigation because he had not he had been directed not to by President Trump. Costello also pointed to Trump's claims that the documents also pointed to Trump's claims that the documents sought were protected under executive privilege and told the committee that, quote, the executive privileges belong to the president uh, to President Trump, end quote. So, um, uh, the White House Counsel's Office told Costello it won't support Bannon's refusals to testify, and Biden's White House has declined to assert executive privilege regarding documents and witnesses related to the riots at the U.S. Capitol. So that is the entirety of the CNN article, uh, but that's basically, uh, I guess, an update on January 6th in a way, which is still going on. Uh, and is still being talked about with media, as we mentioned, with CNN and all them, still talking about it heavily. And uh, I guess we'll find out what happens in the court, or in the trial, I should say. Uh, but until then, we move on to Fox News. And in that, the title, Austin, Texas High School Removes Bathroom Doors Due to Safety Concerns. And the subtitle is ISD's Travis Early College High School Principal Says Since the Doors Have Been Removed, There Have Been No Reported Behavioral Issues. So the principal of a, high, of a Texas high school decided to remove restroom doors in order to get a grip on drug use and other quote-unquote significant behavioral events that have already occurred this year, according to a report. Uh, Christina Steele Hang Handgen, the principal at Austin's ISD's Travis Early College High School, sent a letter to parents explaining her decision while admitting that she could have done a better job communicating her plans, according to CBS Austin. She said in the letter obtained by the station that there have been behavioral events and conduct violations that have occurred inside of these restrooms, including about 90% of drug offenses. She said there have been no incidents since taking down the doors. No stall can be viewed from the hallway outside, from the hallway outside, another report said. Um, so this is a bit different than, you know, the Loudoun County bathroom issues that they had. Uh, this one's more so in relation, I'm thinking, to vaping, jewels, all those types of things that have been really prevalent among uh, high schoolers. And so I think they're trying to avoid that increased use among them uh, in an attempt to basically discourage them as they would be visible to everyone who walks into the bathroom. I think this also discourages going to the bathroom, um, at least in some form. I don't know. It seems as though it's for both males and females. I don't believe it's just for one. Um, but there's that going on in Austin, Texas. I, I don't know how many schools will follow that or how many schools have also done this, but um, an interesting thing out of Texas, not something you expect to see just pop up in your um, headlines. And it's also dangerous to take that headline out of context, as it says, you know, the bathroom doors were removed. You know, you can't just take that and run. So 
a very interesting article. But we move on to CBS for another one. Uh, Austria, the title of this one, sorry, is Austria orders lockdown for residents who have not received COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, the Austrian government had, has ordered a nationwide lockdown for unvaccinated people starting at midnight Monday to combat rising coronavirus infections and deaths. The move prohibits unvaccinated people 12 and older from leaving their homes except for basic activities such as working, grocery shopping, going for a walk, or getting vaccinated. Authorities are concerned about rising infections and deaths and that soon hospital staff will no longer be able to handle the growth, growing influx of COVID-19 patients. So um, there's a quote from Chancellor Alexander Schallenberg that says, It's our job as the government to... as the government of Australia to protect the people. Therefore, we decided that starting Monday, there will be a lockdown for the unvaccinated. Uh, The lockdown affects about 2 million people in the Alpine country of 8.9 million, the APA news agency reported. Uh, It does not apply to children under 12 because they cannot yet officially get vaccinated. The lockdown will initially last for 10 days and police will go on patrol to check people outside to make sure they are vaccinated, Schallenberg said, adding that additional forces will be assigned to the patrols. Unvaccinated people can be fined up to 1,450 euros, also uh, in American dollars, 1,660 uh, American dollars, if they violate the lockdown. Um, Austria has one of the lowest vaccination rates in Western Europe, with only around 65% of the total population being fully vaccinated. Uh, in recent weeks, Austria has a, faced a worrying rise in infections. Authorities reported 11,552 no, new cases on Sunday. A week ago, there were only 8,554 new daily infections. Deaths have also been increasing in recent weeks. On Sunday, 17 new deaths were reported. Overall, Austria's pandemic death toll stands at 11,706. So uh, the seven-day infection rate stands at 775.5 new cases per 100,000 inhabitants. Uh, in comparison, the rate is 289 per 100,000 in neighboring Germany, which has already sounded the alarm over rising numbers. So there's that, and I think Austria could even be a glimpse at what their what some politicians' um, ideal America would be with creating almost this lockdown for the unvaccinated, making it so they can't go anywhere. I mean, you see that with the vaccine mandate and you see that with the vaccine requirements for going into certain areas uh, like restaurants in New York or in California. Some areas have their restaurants where it's only vaccinated. Now, do businesses follow it? Mostly no. Uh, But there is that threat from government employees to continue doing things like this that would restrict the ability of unvaccinated people to go eat or to go... Uh, to certain places in the area. So Austria obviously being more authoritarian and having the ability to be more authoritarian is able to enact these types of things. Uh, America not as easily, especially because Americans push back a lot more and they have a much better ability to push back. So I don't think America will quite do this, but they certainly will do their version of it or they will hope to do um, something like that. But moving on to our last article uh, from the Daily Wire... The title of this one, Saki mocked after rushing to defend Kamala Harris following CNN chaos report, quote, worse than saying nothing, end quote. So CNN um, had a report that suggested uh, Harris's allies in the White House are blaming President Joe Biden and the rest of the administration for her struggling in recent polls. 
And so she rushed to defend Vice Pre uh, President Kamala Harris in a tweet saying, for anyone who needs to hear it, Vice v or at VP is not only a vital partner to at POTUS, but a bold leader who has taken on key important challenges facing the country, from voting rights to addressing root causes of migration to expanding broadband. Saki's statement generated instant mockery online, including some of the, notable, uh, some of the following notable responses. Arthur Schwartz responded and said, quote, You know Kamala is in bad shape when she needs Biden and his piss-poor approval ratings to vouch for her. And Biden wouldn't even do it himself. He sent out his flack, who has been mercilessly trashing the VP to the press, end quote. Uh, Eric Erickson said, quote, This is such a queen movie. You list the three things of the... Three things the administration is failing out badly to claim Kamala is vital. Oof, end quote. Uh, so there's a bunch of other ones just like that. Uh, but the, C the report from CNN painted Harris and her team as blaming the rest of the administration for not getting the support that they say that they need and claiming that the choice of assignments that Biden has given to her has contributed to her struggles because they are too difficult. Uh, so basically, when Joe Biden was vice president under Obama, President Obama uh, when he was vice president, he served more of a, a face, more than an actual contributor. Uh, he didn't do much. Uh, president Obama didn't allow him to. So basically what he's doing is taking that and now pushing it on to Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, where she isn't really able to do much and she isn't allowed to do anything. And because of this, she's becoming upset um, and annoyed with it, apparently, is what we're being told. But Jen Psaki, obviously, right there came out. Whether it means anything in a tweet, um, <laughs> I mean... You would think that Biden would come out himself and say something about it, but he doesn't. This is this tweet is like the only thing we get from it. But when you look at the basis of President Biden's and Vice President uh, Kamala Harris's relationship, you can see it's actually quite shaky, even from the debates, how they would go back and forth. Um, I'll actually play a clip of it right now for you guys, where they just they argue hard against each other, and it's. It's weird that he ends up choosing her as his vice president candidate, but she's really his only chance at winning that he had. He had to choose her um, it, in order just to have a chance at winning, which I guess is why they you know, put aside their differences. But anyways, you can hear them go back and forth in this next clip where you, this, these don't seem to be very friendly politicians toward each other. So I'll play that now. I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, and it, I was actually very, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. Look. Everything I've done in my career, I ran because of civil rights. I continue to think we have to make fundamental changes in civil rights. And those civil rights, by the way, include not just only African-Americans, but the LGBT community. But they, Vice President Biden, do you agree today, do you agree today that you were wrong to oppose busing in America then? No, do you agree? I did not oppose busing in America. What I opposed is busing ordered by the Department of Education 
That's what I opposed. Well, I there did was not a oppose. failure of, of states to, to integrate no, public schools in America. I was part of the, the second class to integrate Berkeley, the, California public schools almost two decades after Brown v. Board of Education. Because your city council made that decision. It was a so local decision. So that's where the federal government must step the, in. The that's why we have the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. That's why we need to pass the Equality Act. That's why we need to pass the ERA, because that's there right. are moments in history where states fail to preserve the civil rights of all people. So as you can hear in that video, it's a very intense uh, back and forth between them about Joe Biden's government past, his pol political past, and how he used to be part of this big three that was basically pro-segregationist. And his history is quite questionable when it comes to his pol uh, politics. And that's where Kamala Harris is pointing that out as that was in the that was in a debate during the primaries for Democrats and they go back and forth there and nobody else really talks it it is just them going back and forth um and that's where he's basically saying I didn't I didn't support the federal government saying that we had to, to I didn't support the federal government forcing on busing rules on us it should have been done by states is what he's arguing he's not saying he's anti-busing he said he's a basically anti federal government forcing something upon them which doesn't make sense because now he in the federal government is trying to force things upon people but that's politicians i guess um but there you see the video back and forth kamala harris for vice president kamala harris and president kamala harris uh geez president biden uh arguing about his political past uh he is he has said the n-word multiple times in court hearings they're said to be inside of quotes and even if they are nowadays it's not acceptable so why would it be back then or why would that why would we look at it in today's lens and say oh well it was back then that's normal it's fine because then anything in history would be okay basically um but his uh crime bill that was also a big one that put a lot of african americans behind bars um almost targeting them in a way uh but there's that clip from the the debate, obviously showing the very negative relationship that the two of them have and how their basis is very poor and that their friendship or apparent friendship um, or political partnership is simply for political gain and winning more so than it was um, credentials or their, their enjoyment of each other. But that is the news there. We'll see what continues with that. Apparently, it's also reported that the Biden administration doesn't plan on running in 2024. Granted, we are three years away from that. So we'll come back to that later when it's more official. Uh, but that's something that's just been said, apparently, by administrator, uh, by people in the administration. Uh, so we'll see what happens. If that is true, it'd be interesting to see who attempts to run for the Democratic primaries. I'm sure Bernie Sanders will once again give him, uh, throw his hat in the ring as he always does. But we'll actually we'll have to we'll have to see who is the next up and coming after uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, and Vice President Kamala Harris. But until we find that out in a very long time, we move on to our daily contradiction. This one isn't too much of a contradiction. It's more uh, irony. Uh, but this one is AOC, uh, who supports the Green New Deal in order to, quote-unquote, you know, save the world and environment, but also could not tell you anything about the environment at the same time, such as the fact that vegetables grow out of the ground. It's more of a fun quote. I don't know if she's joking or not. I kind of hope she is. But here's this little uh, video, or for you, soundbite of AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, finding out or seeing 
her vegetables growing out of the ground. Here you go. Oh my god, you guys. I just checked on my community garden slot and I was so nervous because I was I was in New York for two weeks in recess. Look. Oh my god, look at this. It like look at the collard greens. They're huge. Look at the dahlias. Oh my god, I don't have to trim all of these back for smoothies. I am shook. Look, like, honestly, gardening, food, that comes out of dirt. Like, it's magic. Tomatoes died, though. Let's pour one out for the tomato, but this is so exciting. So there is that little fun clip from AOC. Uh, once again, not to say that she didn't know they grew out of the ground. I thought it was just a fun clip um, to put in here, but there's that. I hope that is a nice cap off to your first day of the week, uh, Monday, and I hope that the remainder of your week is awesome. Thank you so much for listening.